Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks, who said business news needs to be all business? I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. Driverless cars. There's been a lot written about them and a lot of excitement, but recent developments suggest they're maybe a little further away than we'd previously hoped. In America, General Motors have had their driverless car trials suspended by regulators. In Japan, the country has backtracked on its push towards self-driving vehicles after one hit a parked bicycle. And back in America, Tesla has won a landmark trial over its autopilot technology. Uber, they've decided if you can't beat them, join them. And they've partnered with a company that was at one stage its biggest rival, and that's Google's Waymo. It's Monday the 6th of November, and today I want to know, what is the latest in the race to self-driving cars? To talk about this today, I'm joined by my colleague and the co-founder of Equity Mates. It's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Sasha, good to be here. Excellent. So first of all, remind me of the lay of the landscape of driverless cars. Who are the big players that I'm looking out for? Yeah, so there's a number of startups in the space that are doing different types of the technology or that are trying to commercialise self-driving cars. There was an Australian startup that was getting a lot of buzz, Zooks, Z-O-O-X was how it was spelt. It got acquired by Amazon a couple of years ago. So I, I think the first thing to acknowledge is there's heaps of companies working on this technology. But amongst all of those companies, the real leaders in the space are some of the biggest and most well-known companies. Uh, you've got Waymo, which is a subsidiary of Google or Alphabet. You've got General Motors, the car company that bought Cruise, one of the self-driving startups. Tesla and their Self-driving capabilities is a obvious name to think about. And then over in China, there's a couple of big names. China's equivalent of Google is Baidu. Mm. It's their big search engine company. They're a big leader in the space. And another company in China that is, I guess, progressing is Pony.ai. So some of those names people may be familiar with, some not, but they're the biggest companies and they're also seemingly the most progressed at this point. Yeah, and generally over the past few years, we've seen a lot of momentum towards driverless cars, especially this focus on trying to get them to become a part of our lives. Yeah, I think for people who haven't followed this story as closely, there's been a few key milestones that are worth being aware of. The first really big one was actually five years ago now. February 2018, Waymo, the subsidiary of Google, received a permit to run a robo-taxi service in Arizona. And for the last five years, you could pull out your phone in Phoenix, Arizona and order a driverless robo-taxi to drive you around Arizona. So this has been a part of some people's lives for a while. In August 2023, the California government voted to allow both Waymo and Cruise, which is GM's subsidiary, to run a 24-hour service using driverless cars. Previously, they'd only been allowed to operate at night. Don't ask me why it's safer at night than during the day. 
And then this year in China, Baidu and Pony AI have both got permission to run or to trial robo taxi services in parts of Beijing and Shanghai. Mm, but let's get to the big news that we want to talk about and the reason that we're talking about this today. And that's after two accidents about 600 of General Motors self-driving cars are being taken off the road and being investigated by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. I got that all out in the US. What's happening here? Yeah, so the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, we might just say regulators from now on. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Reported that they received two reports involving pedestrian injuries. The regulator said reports were related to self-driving cars hitting pedestrians on crossings in San Francisco. Not ideal. Yeah, not ideal (laughs) is certainly one way to put it. Uh, Both of the reports submitted uh, suggested that the pedestrians were crossing after the car's traffic light had turned green, but still these robo-taxis need to be programmed to... Uh, avoid humans at all costs. Yeah. The first incident from August 2023, the self-driving car hit someone at 1.4 miles per hour, so going very slowly. Uh, The other incident from October 2023, it's a bit horrific, so uh, if you don't want to hear the details, skip forward 45 seconds. Cruz said that in that incident, a human driver, quote, tragically struck and propelled the pedestrian into the path of the autonomous vehicle, which struck the pedestrian. But the really unfortunate thing was the self-driving car then ran the person over, slammed on the brakes as a safety feature and stopped uh, on top of the person's legs. But then because there was no one in the car, the car wouldn't move. And so they actually had to like winch the car up to get the person out. So oh, that's awful. The, uh, the regulator, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said, enough, stop, we're taking all your cars off the road until we can understand what's what's gone wrong here and, and what we can improve. GM, through Cruise, has said that their safety record, quote, continues to outperform comparable human drivers. But yeah, General Motors has suffered a pretty big setback in their race to get robo-taxi services out there. Yeah, Alec, that's not a nice story. But that's also not the only recent accident. In Japan, The government last year allowed level four self-driving vehicles, which is vehicles equipped with systems able to intervene in the instance of a malfunction without necessarily involving the driver. However, again, after a recent accident, this has also been suspended. Yeah, that's right. So there are six levels of self-driving from zero to five. uh, And so level four is the second most advanced. And Mm. Japan was piloting this level four self-driving. However, the pilot program has been suspended after the vehicle had an accident with a parked bicycle. Uh, It was only allowed to drive at a maximum speed of 12 kilometers an hour. So it was very much in the trial phase. Mm -hmm. But again, hitting a parked bicycle, not an ideal um, signal. And it came uh, a week or two after the US regulators had pulled all of Cruise's vehicles. So it's just another headline that seemed to be piling on the self-driving car story. Yeah, I guess for context, I am partial to those electric scooters and riding them around Melbourne. And their top speed is about 20 kilometres an hour. So 12 isn't super fast, but you can still do some damage at that speed. But Alec, let's take a quick break here. But when we get back, there are quite a few headlines in this development. So we're going to focus on two companies that have kind of been developing that, and that's Tesla and Waymo. And I want to hear what's going on with them in just a minute. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No hands on the wheel. No hands at all. More than 2,000 self-driving cars are on the road in California. Most have a test driver inside who can take over when needed. But hundreds of cars have no one in the front seat as they make deliveries and shuttle passengers. Welcome back to The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us. And today we're talking all things driverless cars. Would you drive one? Let us know. Contact at equitymates.com. I'm always really curious. I think I'd try it. And then some of these stories are like, I am not so sure. Joe Biden has a famous saying, compare me to the alternative, not the almighty. It's essentially saying no one's perfect. Compare me to the alternative. I think self-driving car makers at some point are going to pick up that as their slogan. Compare me to the alternative, not the almighty, because human drivers don't exactly have a spotless track record. But when we talk about this technology, we don't think about them in relation to human drivers. We think about them in relation to a perfect driving record. So yeah, like the the accident we spoke about earlier, it was horrific. The accidents we're about to speak to are horrific. But as the self-driving makers keep trying to say, their driving records are better than humans. And unfortunately, we're not a philosophy podcast. We're a business podcast. So we don't have time to dig into the big questions about this, but we certainly can look at the headlines and the news that's happening. So take me through what's happening at Tesla. Tesla has been in court recently around a crash in 2019. This is to do with their autopilot semi-autonomous driving system. The passenger in a Tesla was killed and two of the other occupants were seriously injured in a crash in 2019. The occupants and their families alleged that the Tesla autopilot system had caused the Tesla to veer off the highway in LA at 105 kilometers an hour, strike a tree and burst into flames all in the span of seconds. As a result, the the families were asking for 400 million in damages and obviously calling into question the safety of Tesla's autopilot feature. Tesla denied liability and really pointed to the driver as at cause for the accident rather than the software. Mm -hmm. And in Tesla's second big win in court this year, the jury declined to find that the software was defective. Earlier this year, in another trial in California, um, Tesla was taken to court around the naming of their technology, autopilot and full self-driving. The plaintiff in that case said that it suggested that this technology didn't require human monitoring, Mm. full self-driving. Tesla argued that, you know, there was sufficient disclaimers and that again in the case there where there was another accident, Tesla claimed it was again the driver that was to blame and they also won that case. So, Two cases where Tesla's self-driving technology was challenged and two cases that Tesla won. Mm, Interesting. So let's turn to the last partnership that we're going to talk about today and that's Uber and Waymo who previously 
were competitors and now have decided to partner up and work together. Yeah, this is a really fascinating story because there was so much bad blood here. If people are familiar with the Uber story, they might be familiar with how this started. Google's self-driving ambitions really started with... Well, one of the major people in the early days of Google's self-driving ambitions was an engineer, Anthony Lewandowski. Mm -hmm. He was poached by the Uber CEO, Travis Kalanick. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Travis had grand ambitions to develop self-driving technology as well, Google and Waymo took Uber to court, uh, alleged that they stole IP and, and trade secrets. And that court case was ongoing when Travis Kalanick got in trouble at Uber and eventually was forced to resign Mm -hmm. at Uber. So Kalanick resigned in June 2017. By early 2018, the new Uber CEO settled out of court with Waymo and uh, Uber gave Waymo $245 million in Uber shares as part of the settlement. So then Waymo became a part owner in Uber. And so fast forward five years, I guess a lot of uh, water has got flown under that bridge and uh, the two companies, Uber and Waymo, have announced a partnership where now Uber users in Arizona will be able to order a self-driving robo-taxi through the Uber app. Now, for those that don't trust the technology, they will be given the option to reject the autonomous option and Waymo and Uber are setting up a 24-7 helpline for passengers who are traveling in a Waymo car in case the technology malfunctions. But if you're not ready to ride in a driverless vehicle, you can request a human driver through ride preferences. And for now, they look to offer a balance of human and autonomous rides. Stepping into a ride where there's no human driver, that it's you know, consistent, comfortable, kind of quiet ride is a great option for a lot of people. Um, And especially folks that don't feel comfortable getting into other forms of ride hailing. But this is a big step for Uber because Travis Kalanick back in the day when he was leading Uber saw drivers as their biggest expense. And if you could have autonomous vehicles, you could save that expense, that would be a lot more profit or a lot cheaper rides. Fast forward five years, Travis Kalanick's no longer at the company. Uber is no longer trying to develop self-driving technology themselves, but it's clear that they see the strategic opportunity to partner with a self-driving operator. And now Uber users in Phoenix, Arizona can give it a try. Well, Alec, I'm pretty curious. And last question for the day, you've ordered an Uber, you get the self-driving option. Are you hitting accept or reject at this point? I'm definitely hitting accept. I I think there's one key caveat because, you know, people might hear this story. They might hear that Waymo has been in Arizona for five years and they're now in San Francisco in California as well. Don't expect Waymo to just be in every city in the blink of an eye. Um, Their technology is a little bit different to Tesla and some of the other self-driving operators, whereas Tesla and the like are really trying to build technology that can go anywhere and has the sensors and the computing power to react on the fly and you know sort of learn as it goes. Waymo's technology really relies on a, having a really good understanding of the city, mm. knowing where everything is, mapping out every stop sign and traffic light and all of that stuff. They chose Phoenix, Arizona as the first port of call and it was four or five years before they went to their second city. And that was San Francisco. And again, it's map it out, really understand where 
every traffic choke point is, where every traffic sign or uh, light is. So, yeah, it, it's a different approach to the technology. You know, it means that they could get a robo-taxi service in operation sooner. It does mean it's slower to scale. So I think that the takeaway here as we wrap up, what, four or five different headlines into one self-driving car story is the technology is real and it exists and you might drive past a self-driving car, especially if you're in the United States or in China, but it's probably a while before all of us can order a ride. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. And I'm sure not the last time we're going to be talking about it on the dive. Thanks so much for joining me today, Alec. As a reminder, quick favour from me, jump in your podcast player, give us a five-star review. I ask every time, but it does make all the difference. We'll be back in your feeds on Wednesday. Until then. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.